Well, I think it's fair to say that we've lost a lot of our characters in racing, haven't we? Uh, the past 20 years, do you put it down, you know, to the powerhouse stables, they call them these days, but a lot of the... You know, the, the better stories sort of are, are dying a little bit uh, in, in racing. And one fellow that I miss talking to on a regular basis is Pat Webster, of course, particularly when Happy Clapper was racing. Remarkable horse. He had 48 starts, 12 wins, 18 placings, 7.3 million in prize money by Tia Fillo from a mare called Busking. And uh, Pat Webster is joining us. Nice to touch base. How are you? Yeah, good morning. No, good, thank you. But he wasn't the only good horse you had. You know, I think of Babinicio and At Sea and Montana Sands and Shy Hero. There's a long list of them. Yeah, and the same owner had another good horse called um, Thank God You're Here. He won two groups and uh, and numerous uh, stakes races. So he, he was a lucky owner, Michael Thomas, but he's also a good owner. How many group ones did Happy win? Three. What was the best of them? A couple of big miles at Ramwick? Oh, the Doncaster, definitely the Doncaster. He won the Epson Doncaster and definitely the Doncaster. And he runs second to her, Winks, in five group ones. So, um, you, know, you can't count them, but they was all, you know, those all good runs. Um, he's just a bit unlucky that he ran into her. But, mm. yeah, he's best. I, I, I was always a race that I wanted to win was the Doncaster. So, it was a big thrill that day. Yeah, 57. And he started $5 that particular day, April 2018. Blake Sheen. He'd run second in two two of them, too, leading into that. So it got to the stage where we didn't think that he was going to uh, win one, but so uh, was a little bit surprised that day, not in, in a way that he, he, he was up in the weights and whatever, but no, nah, he's a, he a great miler. Of course, his last run was April 2020 on the wet in the Queen Elizabeth behind a day. But after he retired or you made the decision to, to retire him, was it hard to get out of bed in the morning and motivate yourself to continue training? Oh, 100%. And uh, at that time, we was at the farm, which is um, like was sort of an hour and a half from um, from Sydney. And uh, Clapper had to be the first on the track of the morning because he's a pretty fierce puller. So... Um, we had to be here at four o'clock, so it was it was a sort of two thirty start, and, and not getting any younger it was a bit hard to get the body going that time of the morning. So uh, yeah, so it's been it's been pretty easy since he's retired, I can tell you. But you moved from the farm. Tell us about that. Well, we've had um, our youngest grandson, Paddy James, was was born non-verbal autistic. And uh, my wife got very sick, and she was they was both in hospital together. And he's uh, not only was born with that, he's also got cancer, and he's still got ongoing chemo and treatment. And how Chris, old is he, little Pat? Five. Jeez. So if he wasn't born with you know that and carrying top weight, then the cancer coming, and Chrissy had cancer too, and they was both in the hospital together. So. Um, we've decided to move back to Sydney. We kept the terrace at Ramwick, which is sort of five minutes at tops from uh, Prince of Wales. And we get to keep, we're not keeping, but we get to, um, you know, to uh, put time in on him and uh, and give his parents a bit of a break too. So it's, it's worked out good. So what's the latest with Chrissy at the moment, your wife? Chrissy had a check-up on, uh, what's to say, on, on, on uh, Wednesday with uh, Dr. Farrell and they're very happy with her. So uh, she's going okay and we've just got to worry about the little bloke now. All right. So when was he diagnosed with cancer? What sort of cancer? 
had yes. leukemia. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, oh, it's been about oh, probably eight or nine months, about eight months, I reckon now. And what were the signs at the time, Pat? Well, he was up the farm and he he, he had a sort of like a dog. dog. I was just going, I had Newcastle races and he sort of had a really sore shoulder. And with his autism and not being nonverbal, it's hard because you you think that that's, that's what's wrong with him. And I, I said to Wayne, I said, he, look, he's, he's sore in the shoulder and sees he have trouble moving his shoulder. He said, oh, he might have just heard pulling his shirt over, Dad. He said, but he, I think he's okay. I said, but he's dropped a bit of weight too. I said, I can notice it, your mum and me, because we haven't seen him for about three weeks. He said, look, he said, you you go to the races and I'll take him. We'll, we'll shoot home, won't stop the night. We'll go up to Prince of Wales. So they took him up Prince of Wales and that's how they found it. Mm. So what's what's what are they saying about young about young Pat's future? Oh well, um, we'll just get get we'll get the uh, chemo out of the way and, and whatever get him going there, and then we just concentrate on his um, his uh, autism and being nonverbal on his uh, you know get, try and get him up and about and uh, get him talking and whatever. He's a beautiful looking individual. You can't. He's such a stunning kid, and he's beautiful-looking kid. You can't can't believe it. But look, you know the thing is that we got him, and uh, he, he's a beautiful person, and uh, he's, he's a little bit tough on his parents. But when you when you go up to that Stephen, when you go up to that hospital, and you're in the ward with them other the other children, um, he's just not that bad. It's a bit like like my dad said. You thought you were going bad when you had no shoes and you looked across the road and seen a little boy with no legs. There's, there's always someone worse yeah. off there. And that's what we found with, uh, with with children. But I must say, when I'd done the book, I donated that to the Salvation Army. But if ever I'd done another one, I'd, I'd give it to the Ronald McDonald House. Yeah, they do an extraordinary job. Uh, just back yeah. to young Pat's dad, Wayne, your son. He had some serious health battles too, didn't he? Did he have cancer? Yeah, yeah he had cancer in the neck, yeah. So he's going okay now. But, uh, yeah, he had cancer too, yeah. Just back to racing. I mean, do, do you still follow racing and are you still involved? And are you helping um, riders that may have had some struggles with depression and drugs and things like that and alcoholism? Yeah. I still do that, yeah. Um, having a good run at the moment. And then uh, I, I'm going to start doing the... Um, like you say, Tamworth meetings and Gunnedah and Queanbeyan for those Queensland that the people don't know where like, that's sort of like four and a half, five hours from Sydney. So we're getting a lot of like at Tamworth the other day. I think we had twelve apprentices. So I'll do them meetings and then. So what do you when you say do those meetings? What do you do when you get there? Go there and, and let the kids know that you're about and uh, mentor them with what the race ridings on the day. Um, you know, with the whip or whatever, and they, and I sort of make you aware, make them aware that you're there, that, and if they, if ever they need any guidance or help or anything that you can do, help them with, to let them know that you're about, and like a phone call away. So it's just to give them a presence that you you're about, and uh, on that day if they need anything um, with their riding and that, you try and help them. Um, and then we just go from there. Do most listen or some a bit cheeky and roll their eyes and don't bother? 
Uh, no, I think the cheek and roll in the eyes are, 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 are gone, but you get, um, I think some of them might get a little bit <laughs> carried away, like they might write a couple of winners and think they're uh, James McDonald or something, but they, they always come back to earth. But uh, no, they're, they're pretty good. Look, no, no, I have to say they're pretty good. You get the occasional, the black sheep, uh, but uh, they, they sort of... Um, stand out a bit but they don't make it that's as always in life they don't make it they yeah they're a little bit full of themselves but uh no they're good kids yeah no, i was just talking about my good. father the other day pat because you know growing up or when i first got my car and boat and whatever he i used to call it nagging <laughs> but you know yeah. when i when i reflected the and i often tell i've told people this in recent recent months actually where you know with my car he'd look at the tires and he'd say oh that one if you don't fix that you're going to have trouble Right. Well, sure enough, I'd go around a corner, it'd spin and it'd hit something or to get a flat. And then he'd say in the boat, he'd say, you better get that fuel thing fixed. It'll start leaking. Well, you get out in the bay and it'd start leaking fuel. So every, even though at the time I was thinking he's nagging me about all this stuff and I used to roll my eyes a bit, you know, you, things would happen that he'd predict. You know, you can't buy experience, you know, no, you a, a level you head. No, you can't. And uh, it's the same thing you say to them not to do this or not to do that. And they'll go out in the race and do it. And, 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 and you can see them, then they'll, they'll look at you to say, well, you did say that, but that's, that's the thing we've got to get across. We've got to be in their face a little bit more often. Um, and it's, it's not easy to get someone to do their meetings. You know, they're, they're not just at every... You haven't got a retired jockey or a retired trainer that rode or know about it in that at Tamworth and then Gunnedah and then Queen Bean. So you've got to travel, and the only way you can... Um, you know, get to know them and them to get to know you as being their faces to travel. So now that we're back, um, Chris is going okay. Um, we've got a, a couple of renos we're, to, to, we're doing on the house as we're here. So uh, no, start after Christmas, I should be able to uh, um, donate a lot more time and, and, and do something that I enjoy doing. Yeah. And what about just with jockeys? I don't want to mention their names, but are there a few that are battling at the moment in regards to maybe drugs or, or alcohol or just depression in general? Uh, probably at this present time, no, none. Well, that's none. good. At, at, as, as we speak, none at all. But uh, I can't say that over the last six months there's been one or two, but they've overcome their... Uh, because give a pretty, we give a good support. We do. We uh, they get their cancelling. We have got David Goldman here, Doctor David Goldman here, and in, in Sydney, and they've got a terrific setup. And once we we sort of get them in our little system, we've had nothing but success. But that also, Stephen, that also covers strappers. You know, we're like one of our leading trainers here had a strapper fall off uh, oh, what, a month ago, and. And, uh, you know, he'd had too much to drink and uh, he was an overseas um, employee and uh, we put him into the system and he's, he's going good. Like, no doubt he, he can't ride work for three months or whatever, but he can work in the stables. Um, but, no, he, he's going really good. So, we, we no, we go all right. We go all right what we do. If, if the individual wants to help and they are willing to accept it, we, we, can, we can help them out. And Pat, you never thought about tinkering around with one horse one day? Oh, look, um, after having Clapper, yes, uh, the, the um, and I'm not being a snob or whatever, but after having Clapper, 
it was very hard to muck around one horse. It would have been like, oh, mate, we'll take over target or whatever. It's very hard to come back down. Plus, um, if I want to do something, I don't want to do it on a big way, but I'd, I'd, I'd sort of, you know, I'd need more than one because I'd like to be competitive and I'd like to, you know, if, we, if you're going to do something, do it properly. But, you know, as as you see now, the bigger stables have got bigger and the smaller got smaller. I I keep looking back at Clary Connors and I'm thinking, you know, how come Clary Connors doesn't get more horses? Will you t- you tell me why he doesn't? Yeah, well, I had him on the air recently the day that that horse won, actually, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. the promising horse on a Saturday, I think it was the highway or whatever. Um, yep. And we re- reflected on his horses and his record, those fillies and the slippers and everything else. And yeah, well, he, he's forgot more than a lot, most trainers mm. know. And I mean that. I don't mean that. So why? In why, in your opinion? He, he's forgot more than most trainers know. Huh. And there he is. He can't even get. But a why, though, Pat? Trainer. Yeah. So do um, you have a reason? I, I think that you, you just get older. I remember Ronnie Quentin, who's a who's a great. Uh, jockey and a great trainer too, and a great, but more important, a, a great person. When when he decided that, uh, well, not when he decided that the the racing industry decided that they were going to farm him out. I remember Ronnie standing out there at track work and couldn't even get a ride in track work. It just seems to be the way that the, the industry goes. You know, it does. It just seems to be that you get to a certain age and then they they just farm you out. But syndication is a big thing now too. Like you know, most uh, I think it. Clary was in a, a bit younger, and then the syndication got hold of him. He it would have been a whole different story. But they they drop off after a while too, and find a younger trainer because that's just the way it is. Now I'm going to throw some stats. I'm going to see how good your memory is. Where do you reckon you train when you were training right through your career? Where did you train more winners at? Which track? Oh God, I'm going to say Randwick, Canterbury, uh, Canterbury. Well, there you go. Forty-seven. Wow. Yeah. Ramick was well, second, 43. Hawkesbury, 37. Who rode the most winners for you? Craig Aronimus? No. M. Bell. Oh, Mitchell. Mitchell, yeah, well, 31. Well, Guess who was second? Jackson yeah. Morris. Oh, Jay, he had a winner <laughs> the other day. Didn't he? he did, 25. <laughs> Beeman was third. Bowman was fourth. And the best strike rate jockey for you was, you only had a couple of rides, I think three rides for you, but rode two winners was G. Buchanan. There you go. Wow. How do you get all them stacks, Stephen? Oh, I'm leading on racing and sports for those ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Ian Craig's favourite horse you trained, didn't you? k k k Katie. <laughs> he yeah, hated yeah. that. <laughs> he used to say... Matey, k k k Katie. Yeah, but he used to say, oh, Pat, I said, yeah. You know, I got some bad news for you. She said, "What?" I said, "Because Jerry Harvey owned it, and that was after Katie." I said, "The next one we're calling is Jerry," and he still laughs about it because Katie had to be ridden with a with a smother, and only she got beat riding her that way more often than not. But she only had a two hundred meter run, and she'd be back in the pack and sort of hiding away, and then trying to get a run the last two hundred. And she caught him out that many times. It wasn't funny, but it was, uh, yeah. But, but, hey, Stephen, look, you said 47 winners or whatever at Canterbury. You look at these young trainers coming through today, the they're lucky they have one or two. So uh, of all them different trucks and tracks and that often, I was really, I was, I was just so lucky to have, with, to have the amount of winners we had with the small string. We were lucky <laughs> to have you in racing because you brightened up a lot of people's lives. Um, you know, 
with your, you know, just the way you were and your, your demeanour and your, the stories you could tell and, yeah. Well, we try to. We try yeah. to. I try and put things back now and and, uh, and now Chrissy's back up and going now. She always comes with me. Well, it's no party without punch, but um, with these, with going out to Dubbo and these places, she always comes and we, we enjoy getting out and we, we, you know, we go for a bit of dinner that night and then drive home the next day, so... Um, and I don't want to be locked away in a in a terrace in Sydney, so it gives it gives me things to do. Yeah, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you. There is Pat Webster reminiscing about some of the good horses there, and also just a situation there. So sad to hear about Pat Junior and also Pat's wife Chrissy as well. So let's just pray for them and hope that there's some positive outcomes in the future.